Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. More granny winners. This is Dua Lipa, Best New Artist. Also one for Best Dance Recording. Might play that a little bit later. Talking LSU basketball and college hoops. Big matchup tomorrow. I'm ranking LSU at number five, Kentucky. Again, six o'clock right here on WWL. And we'll bring on in Jerry Palm now, CBS Sports Bracketologist and college basketball columnist into the program. Jerry, welcome back to the show. Uh, fun times here in middle college basketball season. How you doing? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun, actually. It's not your way, especially that LSU team is looking pretty good. Yeah, it is. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the this top 16 and, and LSU here, I was telling a couple of really college basketball junkies of mine that I'm having more fun with this season than I've had in a very long time, and it has nothing to do with LSU. It just has to do with the, the entire college basketball landscape that seems to be so intriguing uh, to me. Jerry, are you having fun with this one, too? Oh, yeah. Um, and oftentimes, well, I'm going to have fun pretty much anyway. Uh, you know, my own team has uh, a way of boosting that, I suppose. But uh, uh, this season is fun, I think, because uh, the talent of Zion Williamson at Duke, uh, that's a really good team anyway, led you know by really four freshmen. But uh, he's a, a just a special talent we don't see very often. But I think just the top of the bracket is real competitive this year. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of teams that are similar and very good. Uh, and I think we could find ourselves in for a wide open tournament. So the top four teams in that reveal yesterday by the selection committee, Duke, Tennessee, Virginia, Gonzaga. Those are the one seeds, Kentucky, Michigan, North Carolina, Michigan State, the two seeds. Jerry, uh, just like you, uh, maybe not just like you, you probably watched a, an exponential amount more college basketball than I have. Uh, but like you, I have watched a lot. And the two best teams to me seem clearly to be Duke and Gonzaga. Uh, would you? What do you say to that? Am I off base there or are you, am I close? What would you say? I would have said Duke and Tennessee. Uh, not that any slight meant to Gonzaga. I just think that, um, you know, in terms of what they've accomplished so far this season, and uh, and actually the committee, in a sense, agreed uh, when they discussed those two teams, uh, the debate for the overall number one was uh, very split among the committee between those two teams. Uh, and then uh, Virginia was a clear three and Gonzaga was a clear four. And, you know, Gonzaga, of course, beat Duke in uh, Hawaii uh, earlier this year, lost to Tennessee, lost to North Carolina. None of those games, of course, uh, on Gonzaga's home floor. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's hard to, to judge Gonzaga as well because they're, they're playing in a league where they're so dominant that they're winning games by an average of 30 points. And, uh, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to, to get a good read on Gonzaga. We just know they're a very good basketball team, and, Certainly, I think they have to be considered a national championship contender. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago they were playing North Carolina for that. You got Kentucky at five. LSU's going to see Kentucky tomorrow. Uh, just a, a defensive juggernaut, and I guess they have been at times under John Calipari. Are they a national title contender again now, Jerry? Absolutely, yeah. And I think in the end, they could end up being a number one seed and 
I did, oh, the LSU game, I mean, obviously going to have something to say about that because, you know, after Kentucky and Tennessee in this league, LSU, I think, is a pretty clear number three. Uh, after that, it's a bit more of a jumble. But uh, LSU has really kind of separated themselves uh, from the group of teams behind Tennessee and Kentucky in this league. And so now, you know, hopefully we get to see what LSU can do uh, with both of those teams uh, here late in the season. And I think uh, it's going to go a long way to the kind of determining the kind of a seed that LSU can get. Yeah, this rebuild, if you want to classify it that for LSU, way ahead of schedule, uh, only 23 months into this Will Wade era. And, and tomorrow won't be the only opportunity they have to knock down that proverbial door uh, to the elite uh, status. That's where Will Wade wants to get. That's what he said in his press conference to a lot of little laughs and eye rolls, but I guess he's on his way there. Uh, but to, I was just talking to one of the local uh, writers and beat writers for LSU about this. Tomorrow seems to me to be not a great matchup for LSU if you really dive into this because of the front court depth and athleticism of Kentucky and then Tremont Waters turnover problems at times especially on the road that seems like a bad mix to me Jerry for LSU tomorrow turning ball over definitely going to be a problem he's going to have to take care of the ball better than that uh and, and Kentucky's front court is a mental problem for almost everybody I mean maybe not Duke uh, but just about everybody has trouble with their length and athleticism, which they always seem to have at Kentucky. And that's part of the reason why their defense is so good, because if you get, you, you can't really penetrate into, into what they've got on their front line, because it's, uh, it's going to get probably rejected uh, or altered in some way if you try and get to the hole. So it's, uh, they're not easy to break down uh, and having to play at Rupp arena is never a good matchup for anybody. Uh, but, you know, LSU has a chance to, uh, uh, you know, maybe make a good game of it or possibly even shock the world. It, it wouldn't be the biggest upset in the world if LSU found a way to win. Talking to Jerry Palm here on The Last Lap. He's CBS Sports Bracketologist and college basketball columnist on Twitter at JPPalmCBS. So if LSU splits their next two monster matchups here in the next 11 days, they got Tennessee at home next Saturday and, of course, Kentucky tomorrow. Is that enough of a resume booster where they could rise to a top four seed and be part of that top 16 that was released yesterday. Yes, but they still have to take care of business against the other teams. You know, it's not a matter of just those two games that they can't beat say Tennessee at home and then go off to lose to Vanderbilt. You know, you, you still have to take care of business against the teams, you know, that are not con- tournament contenders. And even if you have to play them on the road. So, you know, and LSU, by the way, has done a very good job of that. So far, you know, here this season, they've, they've really done a good job, and that's why they've separated themselves, because they have brought the same effort really to pretty much every game. Uh, and, are, uh, and other than what, they lost at home to Arkansas. That's, you know, that's pretty much it. And, uh, and Arkansas, you know, is trying to make the tournament too. So it's, it's really that consistency uh, that LSU has had that has driven them up the bracket so far. And if they're going to stay up in that part of the bracket, they're going to have to continue to do that regardless of what they do with Tennessee and Kentucky. Well, we've talked about a lot of the teams at the top of the rankings and this top 16. The one team we haven't touched on is the enigma to me, and maybe they always are, and that's Virginia. And I have been all on board this this Tony Bennett rebuild of that program for years. But I got to tell you, I have been burned, not just last year, I've been burned multiple times riding this Virginia bandwagon, Jerry. Is it going to be different this year? Well, I think it'll be different in the first round. I really feel sorry for who they draw first. Um but, uh, <laughs> no, know, no repeat of UMBC, huh? <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen to them again. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a really uh, talented team. It's a veteran team. They don't beat themselves. They test your patience, 
at both ends of the floor because they make it hard for you to get a good shot quickly and, uh, and maybe not even at all. And then they take their sweet time finding a good shot too. So they, they make you work really hard on both ends of the floor and not too many teams can be that patient. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to take a very good team to knock them out of the tournament. What about the ACC here? They have three uh, uh, teams here near the top with North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. But as a conference as a whole, I think, what are they, fourth or fifth uh, best conference in net ratings? That's the new RPI for anybody listening or, or new formula they're using instead of the RPI. Are they being overvalued as a conference right now, or is it just that top-heavy? We all know Duke's legitimate, but are the other teams, are they also legitimate here? Uh, well, I think that, yeah, I think the top is Duke, Virginia, Carolina. I think they're all legit. Um, and then there's a gap, Louisville, uh, Florida State. Virginia Tech is, is playing shorthanded and has been for a few weeks now. Um, their best player, Robinson, has been out. Um, so, but I think that, you know, there's another group there. And then you've got a couple of bubble teams, the likes of Syracuse, NC State, teams like that. And then there's another gap to teams that are just not nearly as competitive. Uh, Notre Dame had a significant injury back in December that really kind of uh, did away with whatever chances they had. So uh, I, I just think you've got like four tiers in this league right now, but the top can play with anybody. Uh, so a two-part question here that I'll ask uh, separately, I suppose. Most people I talk to, the, the, the national feeling to me is coalesced around really the four teams at the top being the four main contenders, Duke, Tennessee, Virginia, Gonzaga. Would you agree with that, Jerry? Nope. No, absolutely not. No, I think the uh, Michigan, Kentucky – uh, North Carolina, Michigan State, the four teams that the committee gave us as number twos are all national championship contenders. And I wouldn't rule out some of the threes, uh, especially, say, Purdue and Marquette, uh, who have got individual players that are capable of lifting their teams uh, and carrying their teams, and Carson Edwards and Marcus Howard, respectively, uh, to, a, to a long run in this NCAA tournament. Okay, well, maybe you answered the second part of my question there. Maybe we'll go outside of that top 16 that we uh, saw there yesterday. Give me another team or a couple of teams that you think could have that Cinderella run in March that we're not talking about right now. Well, outside of the top 16 that they talked about, um, I'd say watch out for Kansas State, who got uh, to the Elite Eight last year uh, and had a little bit of help. They were in Virginia's region, so they didn't have to play them, but Kansas State right now leads the Big 12 by two games. They had a part of the season where their best player, Dean Wayne, was out. Since he's come back, uh, they've caught fire. And that's a team that is really solid uh, defensive team and has got a couple of guys that can beat you offensively, too. So I, I would watch out for Kansas State as a team capable of making a decent run. Now, they may have ultimately end up as one of those top four seats, but they're not there yet. What about Villanova? Can they make another run here in the year that nobody's expecting it? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll defend their championship or anything like that, but I think that's certainly a sweet 16-level team, if not Elite Eight. I'd be surprised to see him back at the Final Four, though. Jerry Palm of CBS Sports, bracketologist there and college basketball columnist. Jerry, this was, this was a lot of fun, man. We've got to have you on before that tournament uh, here in about a month or so. Thanks so much. All right, anytime. Thanks. All right, Jerry Palm at JP Palm CBS on Twitter. Got to follow him there and find his work again at CBSSports.com. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back to your phone calls as we transition into some Pelicans and Anthony Davis talk. Magic Johnson out there with the Lakers stepping in it again, and it has nothing to do this time with the Pelicans. We'll get into that. And your phone calls at 504 260 1870. Our text line is 87870. I'm Seth Dunlap, and this is The Last Lap on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.